This is episode 132, Removing Obstacles to Building Your Business with Katie. Welcome to Over It and On With It. I'm your host, Christine Hassler, and for over a decade, I've been a life coach, speaker, and author. Each week, you'll hear me work directly with a caller as I coach them through a goal they want to accomplish or an obstacle they may be facing. I'll provide a blend of practical and spiritual advice as well as tangible actions you can apply to your own life. Now, let's get on with the episode. Hi, everybody, and welcome back to the show. I also want to welcome all of my new listeners. I know many of you came over from the Model Health Show, Sean Stevenson. I love being a guest on his show, and he's going to be on this show very soon. We're working on scheduling that. And a lot of you from the Bliss Project and Lori Harder's tribe are here as well. So welcome, welcome, welcome. I want to start out by saying you may hear sounds of little boys in the background. I am in Austin visiting my family staying with my sister and she has three boys, eight, four, and one and a half. And it's impossible to have a completely quiet house. So if you hear that in the background, just enjoy the sounds of my nephews. They bring me so much joy and so much laughter. They keep me silly, which is definitely good for me. And speaking of silly... What is completely silly if you are a coach or a personal trainer or a facilitator or a therapist or anyone who's working with people or with groups and you really want to get out there and build your platform and and actually be profitable doing what you love is not getting help doing it, not getting support doing it. That's completely silly and ridiculous to think you have to figure it all out on your own. And as I've shared on the show, I feel incredibly called to help other coaches, light workers, therapists, trainers, people that are helping people be both masterful and profitable. And I keep getting pulled back to Australia. I'm coming back for the month of October and I'm teaching a two-day workshop on how to become masterful and profitable as a coach and really fast track the success of your business. I'm doing that in association with Primal Health Coach, but you do not have to be a health coach or a grad of the Primal program to attend. Go to primalhealthcoach.com slash sydney dash masterclass dash two, and that's the number two. And that link will be in the show notes for you as well. Some other things I'm doing in Sydney is I'm doing a women's retreat on April 13th, Friday the 13th. It's going to be taking place at my place in Bondi. I am limiting it to 10 women and it's filling up fast. So email jill at christinehaster.com if you want a space in that. I'm going to be basically doing what I do in my signature retreat and condensing it down in a day. So there'll be meditation, there'll be emotional release. They'll be visioning. They'll be identifying your blocks. They'll be getting clarity on your vision. They'll be hot seat coaching. And of course, they'll be connecting with other like-minded women. So that's going to be Friday, April 13th. Email Jill at Christine Hassler for that one. I'm also doing half day intensives and one-on-ones, but those are filling up soon. So get your spot in either the master class or the women's retreat. And if you attend both the women's retreat and the master class, so that would be the 13th, 14th, 15th, I'll give you a discount on that. So um, if, you, if you're going to have a twofer with me, then, then Jill and I will work something out with you as well for that. And of course, I've got the training class back in the States, June 30th and July 1st. Um, that's going to be in San Diego. And the link for that is also in the show notes, christinehasler.com slash coach training. Before we dive into our call today, I want to take a moment to thank our sponsors for this week. First, it is tax season. I just finished my taxes. Woohoo! Got them from my accountant. Feel 
very happy about that. And I will tell you that being organized with your taxes saves you so, so, so much stress. So if you feel like you are just digging through paperwork and completely disorganized, I want you to start using FreshBooks. FreshBooks is my favorite cloud accounting software. Not only is it going to save you a ton of time and stress, it might actually change the way you feel about dealing with your taxes. You can send your accountant a quick summary of the tax you've collected. You can pull together profit and loss statements. And FreshBooks can generate reports in seconds instead of the hours it would take you to do them manually. You can even set up FreshBooks to import expenses directly from your bank account, which means next time you use your debit card for that meal, tank of gas, or new computer, boom, the purchase is recording instantly in FreshBooks. All this and FreshBooks is ridiculously easy to use. It's made especially for people who don't like dealing with numbers and their taxes. Right now, FreshBooks is offering a 30-day unrestricted free trial to my listeners. To claim it, just go to freshbooks.com slash Christine and enter over it and on with it in the how did you hear about us section. The second sponsor I want to thank and acknowledge is Daily Harvest. I love Daily Harvest because they deliver perfectly portioned frozen superfood eats straight to your door with your choice of smoothies, soups, breakfast bowls, or plant-based sundaes. And you really can try new things with Daily Harvest. Their recipes are packed with superfoods and ingredients you may never heard of, developed by a chef and made to taste great. It's super convenient. I mean, literally, they're delivered to your door and you throw them in your freezer and you free up so much time by not cooking and prepping and chopping, and you can do more of what you actually want to be doing. You just store your daily harvest cups in the freezer until you're ready to make one, and preparing each one is insanely easy. Just add water or coconut or almond milk and blend or heat. Smoothies take 30 seconds. Soups are ready in five minutes, and you can like walk away. You just put them on the stove, heat it up, and you're done. And things like overnight oats and chia parfaits can literally be made in your sleep. And I love this. Daily Harvest produce is organic and unrefined and looks as good as it tastes. You can actually see all of the whole ingredients when you open the cup. I love this. You should only be eating food that you can recognize. You should not be eating any ingredients that you can't pronounce or you don't know what they are. The things that you'll see in their Daily Harvest cups are cacao nibs, chunks of mango, pumpkin seeds, coconut meat. Daily Harvest is the fastest, most convenient way to up your fruit and vegetable intake without having to put in the work and the shopping. So, Go to daily-harvest.com and enter promo code over it to get three free items delivered in your first box. Again, that's promo code over it for three free daily harvest cups at daily-harvest.com. And all those links are, of course, in the show notes. Okay. Shifting gears to our caller today, Katie, she wants to know how to overcome her fear and perfectionism that is blocking her from building her new life coaching business. But instead of coaching her into action, this call is more about identifying the blocks that are truly in her way to stepping fully into her business. As you will hear, the blocks were really not fear or her perfectionist tendency. The true obstacle was something else that we discovered together in the call. And this is another example of why I love doing this work with people. So often people think a life coach is someone who holds someone accountable and helps them come up with action steps to overcome their blocks and move forward. But often that is pointless unless we get to the root of the true obstacle. You know, a song I play at my retreat very often is that song, I can see clearly now the rain is gone. And my favorite line is, I can see all obstacles in my way. So clarity isn't necessarily about having no obstacles. Clarity really comes from being able to see the obstacles that are in the way to what you want, because often you're very clear about your vision. You can see it, you want it, just like you'll hear Katie is clear on her vision and she wants it, but what she wasn't seeing was the obstacles. And by the end of this call, she can see more clearly because we've seen the true obstacles. 
So as you're listening to this call, consider, do you want to start a new business or make a change, but you're blocked by fear? Do you relate to being a perfectionist? Were you raised by parents or a parent who had incredibly high expectations of you and now you've internalized those expectations? Do you feel really connected to and supported by a soul tribe that you feel like you can be totally yourself and completely vulnerable with? So keep all those questions in mind as we're listening to my call with Katie. It's a little bit of a bad connection on her end, but the call was so, so good. I definitely wanted to play it for you. So bear with a little patches where it's a little rough, but you definitely can hear everything and really take away the essence and the insights from this call. Katie, welcome to the show. What's your question? Hi, Christine. Um, Thanks for having me on. Uh, My question really is, is that I am trying to start a business um, that I, you know, have had the vision for for a few years now, but I feel I'm ready for it. But I'm finding that I'm paralyzed by um, fear, mm-hmm. um, fear of not getting it right. Um, and I have a big perfectionistic mentality. So oftentimes I'll hold back doing things until I feel that I'm quote unquote ready. And so it really holds me back from really doing things. And and it's really, um, it's frustrating to me because this is something that I've wanted to manifest in my life for a while now. And I'm just trying to figure out how to get through it. it. What kind of business? So I am a life coach, a transformational life coach. I know a little bit about that. (laughs) (laughs) And so you have the awareness that your perfectionist patterns are getting in the way. And that's really tied to the fear because it's that fear of judgment, fear of not being enough, fear of negative comments, fear of failure, all that kind of stuff. So as a transformational life coach, if a client came to you and was having this block, what would you do with them? Well, I would... um pull them forward with what their why is. Um, because I often know that and I know and I tell myself all the time, like, what is my why? What am I really here to do? And can I overcome my mental conversations by thinking about who I'm really here to help and, um, you know, I'm, and, and what it is that I'm here to do. So I would do that with them. And then I would also you know, get to the root of what the fear is about, you know, Mm -hmm. where they learned, um, that they had to be perfect or where they learned that, um, when they quote unquote made a mistake that there were negative repercussions from it and to work, you know, work them through that. Um, and for them to see that really there's nothing to fear. Well, yes. And sometimes there is things to fear. Like I'm not fearless. And if I waited until I wasn't scared to put myself out there, I would never do it. I was scared to death to put this podcast out. I mean, coaching people live on the air, letting people hear me, like, am I I good enough to do that? If I waited to feel totally confident and ready, it never would have happened. And my own fear even delayed it. So you're right on track here. I think that the vision part is important, but it's it's not puncturing this enough. So to me, you're right on the money when you're talking about getting to the root of what the fear is. Because if this is blocking you from doing what you love, then it must be something really, really important for you to clear. 
right? There's a, there's a, there's a little girl in there. There's an old wound in there that so, so, so wants to go that it's blocking you from what you love. So it must be really important. So instead of judging this block and just trying to get over it, can we be really tender with it? And can we really look at it like, wow, this must be a biggie. This must be a biggie for me. And this must be something that I've been wanting to clear for a really long time. And this must be something that is going to really impact my work as a transformational coach because it's going to transform me. Because I think, and I see this with a lot of coaches, we have so much awareness that we judge ourselves even harsher when we can't move through something or when it takes longer to move through something right. rather than have tremendous compassion for ourselves and go, wow, maybe this is my curriculum right now and this is going to help me get to the next level. So when you look at this from a place of compassion and looking back on your life, where do you think this fear comes from? Who told you you had to be perfect? Who teased you or judged you when you put yourself out there? Well, I mean, uh, you know, I come from an immigrant background and like most immigrants that would probably tell you, you know, my parents had um, a lot of expectations on me, um, particularly because I was the only child that could really fully actualize my potential. And so I learned to really be an achiever. I learned to do things, make things happen. And that's how I got love and attention. Um, and my parents were very fear-based, um, especially my mom. She was always, um, and for good reason, based on her upbringing, but always kind of warning me of the potential, you know, harm of doing things that weren't, in, were, that weren't practical or taking risks was, was a big thing. Um, I didn't learn to take risks in my life. Um, I played it safe. Um, so, I mean, I would say that that's where I get my, um, needing to, and, and very much about right and wrong in my family. Um, the is way. So I've grown up with that kind of black and white mentality. And of course said, I know that there is no right or wrong. And I know that everything is a learning, a learning, um, an opportunity for learning. But like you said, there's, I know it, but there's something inside of me that is, it just is still hanging on to these beliefs. Yeah. So that's all awesome insight and awesome information in terms of how you were raised and those belief systems that are still in there and in a lot of ways still running the show. And it seems to me like you haven't really learned how to love and accept yourself yet. I know you've been practicing it because anyone who takes the path of coaching is practicing it, but haven't gone all in in detaching achievement and success from love. So much so that, right. you know, you're sourcing your own self-love on it. And when our self-love has high stakes, it's hard to get momentum. So if you know mm. that if you put yourself out there and you quote unquote fail, or you don't get a client or you write a blog and you get a negative comment and you know, you're going to be kind of ruthless with yourself, then you're almost protecting yourself from yourself. Right. In a lot of ways. <laughs> yeah. And we internalize our parents a lot. How we were parented is how we parent ourselves. And so we learn to parent ourselves in a different way. So right. if your mother was standing right in front of you and unfiltered, you could say anything that you want to say 
and really ask her what you wish she would have done differently, what would you say? Uh, okay, I'm going to get kind of teary That's here. Okay. Um, <laughs> you know, I would just ask her to just to see me for who I am mm-hmm. and trust that um, I have, you know, I have takes inside of me that to just trust my decisions, just to accept me and see all the great things about me and to just to encourage me uh, to see my vision and my dreams and to hear them and know that they're worthy of being heard, even mm-hmm. though they don't necessarily feel practical. Um, and to just, just to trust um, that, that I have gifts that, that I'm wanting um, to share and just to encourage me and, and to be my biggest cheerleader. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. So did you ever feel like your mom was really, really, really proud of you just for you being you? Um, as I've gotten older, yes. As I, I mean, as a little girl, work, as a little girl, I didn't feel that. No. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. And can you see how that's a biggie in terms of a core wound? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because the mother is quote unquote, supposed to love us unconditionally. And so it's really hard to put ourselves out there when we missed out on a developmental stage of someone being really, really proud of us. It feels way, way, way more vulnerable to go out on the field when we've never had a cheerleader. It's way mm-hmm. easier to go out on the field and play when you've had cheerleaders Mm -hmm. and I I think you've had to cheerlead yourself a lot and it comes from a place of trying to motivate yourself versus Mm -hmm. true, true love and acceptance. Right. Um, and that's why I tend to be very lone wolf independent. I generally don't receive support very well. Right. Yeah. So this is, this is now we're there. So the block is you don't feel supported. You feel like you're going out onto this huge field in this huge stadium all by yourself with no teammates and no cheerleaders. Yeah. That would stop anybody. (laughs) Yeah. I like the way you put that. And so I think that the perfectionism is sort of you know, cause everything has a highest purpose. Right. And so the perfectionism is really protecting you cause you just feel really exposed and really lonely. And when we are going mm-hmm. out to, and I, I get that cause there's two sides of it, right? There's a part of your brain that's so committed to the vision and so knows you are a light worker and so knows you want to help people. Um, and you feel that call, but perhaps your ideal client are those other people who never felt like they had a cheerleader and those other people who felt unsupported and other people who had highly critical parents with high expectations that they've then internalized. But for you to be able to really serve those people, you've got to build your teammates and your cheerleaders and you've got to flex your receiving muscle 
and really call in that soul family on a deeper level where you're really vulnerable and you're asking for help and you have people in your life that are cheering you on from that place of unconditional love and acceptance of you just being Katie, not Katie, the life coach, not Katie, the, cause I, I know you and I know you're also an MD, not Katie, the doctor, none of that. Right. But you said something really important. You said, I'm not so great at receiving. Yeah pride myself on knowing what to do and handling it, you know? Um, so I find it, which keeps you alone on the field. I guess there's a part of me that feels I'm weak. Right. Exactly. That's the conditioning. That's the conditioning because there were such high expectations, you know, and that's, that's one of the things and, and it's in, it's more in certain cultures than others is parents think, being really hard on their child and having high expectations of them is going to help them achieve where really it does the opposite. It helps them achieve kind of on the goal line. But when it comes to, you know, which is why you could go be a doctor, but when it comes to Mm -hmm. answering your calling and being more vulnerable and receiving and asking for help and all those kinds of things, it backfires because you're conditioned to, I'm supposed to be smart. I'm supposed to be successful. I'm supposed to achieve. And then that's how I connect to people. Right, right. And I was taught scarcity, you know, like if I, if, if someone else achieves, then I somehow lose out. So Mm -hmm. that's what keeps me partly from, um, you know, from being able to receive and being able to call in a tribe of people and things like that and feeling alone. Yeah. Yeah. It makes a lot of sense. You know, so, you know, it's interesting that my coaching to you about building your business is really about building your tribe right now and flexing your receiving Mm -hmm. muscle. Because again, I just keep getting this image of you going out in the stadium, having this big mission, but feeling so alone on the field. And that is not a good way to feel like no one has your back and like you have to do it all on your own. And it's a lot of pressure too. You know, I, I know for me, when I first started coaching people, having Mona, my coach, who I could go to when I had a question about a client or when I needed support or when I got triggered, it was super important. And to have my friends and those people in my spiritual community, the places I could be vulnerable, because the the thing is being a coach, especially when we start out, all our stuff gets triggered. Our clients mirror to us. And so this is another reason why you might be protecting yourself because your soul may be like, whoa, 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 we can't deal with, we can't start dealing with other people's stuff when we don't have a team. Mm -hmm. Because it's going to be too much. Yeah. So what's coming up for you as I'm saying all this? Um, I'm taking it all in and I, you know, it's funny because I have, I mean, I feel like there's so many people that are rooting me on, but I think the the difficulty with me receiving is some part intimacy and vulnerability mm-hmm. uh, and admitting that I don't know everything. Right. And also, again, that scarcity conversation that lately, you know, I've been surrounded by some great people that are very inspirational and they're making things happen and it's great and motivating. But on the other hand, in in terms of my scarcity survival conversation, I start to compare myself. Exactly. And then I start to say, oh gosh, I don't have what it takes. Look at them. And then it, it stops me from reaching out. It stops me from 
um, you know, allowing myself to be supported by people because Mm -hmm. then there's a part of me that's saying, well, no, you have to be competitive and you can't, you know, you can't share and you have to do it by yourself. And so that's the struggle that I, I have, um, right. You know, with opening myself up. Right. Because your whole life you had to kind of put on this mask of I've got it figured out. Yeah. Cause again, that was something that your parents, particularly your mom taught you was important. Don't show your true feelings, be tough, be together, be classy, be smart. What other people think of you matters. Don't show weakness. Mm-hmm. And so in that, you're missing out on opportunities for people to really help you. So how did this call happen today? You and I. <laughs> because I, you know, it's just gotten a lot hold back what I, you know, I, I'm here to give. And so I was thinking, oh gosh, I, I get to reach out for support mm-hmm. because what I'm doing isn't really helping. Right. I'm, I'm doing everything I think I'm, you know, I'm supposed to be doing. I'm trying to love myself and accept where I'm at and let it unfold. Um, and then, yeah, I was just like, I, and I have been reaching out to people and I just, something came to me today was like, you really get to talk to somebody, mm-hmm. you know, about this so that you can start to move forward. Cause I've been feeling quite paralyzed yeah. um, in the last few weeks. And um, so that's how it manifested um, just really putting out the soul desire and calling for support. Right. Right. You were vulnerable. You were honest and boom on Facebook. I put out, I got an opening today and you were the first one to respond. And here we are. Yeah. So, and now you've got someone on the field with you. Like I'm going on the field with you right now. And if you can really approach it from a abundance mindset of even people that may have been doing it longer or have a bigger platform or whatever, that they're on the team with you. They're not competition and that you can reach out for support and how awesome that there are people out there who've been doing it longer, who can support you and share with you information, but you can't pretend to know it all and have it all figured out to get that support. Right, right. And I definitely know that I can especially in this part of the of it in terms of starting the business. I know nothing and I'm yeah. completely open to, to sharing that. Yeah. Um, so just take a deep breath. And how do you think this perfectionist has been really serving you? And what is that part of you need to move forward? Um, well, she hasn't served me in the way that I think it doesn't allow for people necessarily to approach me. Um, well, whoa, whoa, whoa. first, you know. first let's look at how she has served you. Cause we don't want to make these parts okay. wrong. So right. how has the perfectionist served you? Well, um, I mean, I will say that I have been quite driven and motivated in my life to walk this journey, walk this path once it became clear to me and just in my life in general, like becoming a doctor and um, what it took to become a doctor and to do it in excellence. And um, I would say that the perfectionism is 
partly integrity, making sure that I'm in integrity with how I do things. Um, and it's, it's really been, it's contributed to where I'm at now in my life. I will say, you know, I definitely have come really far in my life. Well, Um, and, and that's all really good in terms of the goal line, in terms of it motivating you, how it's protected you is what I was saying earlier about it has kept you from going too far out in the field alone until you really get your team and your cheerleaders around you, both internally and externally, because going out there as a transformational life coach with high expectations, the lone wolf, I have to do it all on my own and sort of your internalized mother (laughs) as the person Mm -hmm. leading is not sustainable and is, is not what a transformational life coach is about. So what needs to transform inside of you is how, is your fuel, how you source your motivation. Right. And building a great support system where you are more vulnerable and where you don't have to be perfect and where you can really ask for help and not judge it as weak. Exactly. So I would say, if you, if I were you, my commitment would be one, to write out a way that I want to mother myself, because you need to develop a stronger maternal voice inside yourself to replace the one you've internalized from your own mom. This is not about blaming her or making you, her wrong. I think having the mother you had is going to help you help a lot of people who had similar parents. I think that you will attract a lot of high achievers who got on a track and now feel unfulfilled because they, they did things according to the plan, but feel a different calling Mm -hmm. or feel empty inside. And, you know, you left a career that took a lot of money and a lot of time to build. That's takes courage, Katie. That takes Mm -hmm. courage. And so it's really owning how far you've come and really owning you're making a big transition right now. And so the degree of cheerleaders and teammates that, that, that are required around this is, are huge because it's a major yeah. transition, not just in your work, but how you are in the world. Right. And so I would get a new maternal voice inside And then I would look at your support team, how you can become even more vulnerable and honest and receptive. So asking for help from the people in your current support team and then looking to see who else you need so that you feel so supported and not pressured because your whole life you've moved ahead because you felt pressured and the perfectionist in you is, is like, throwing a flag on the field and being like, nope, this is not the way we're going to do this. And that's how the perfectionist is serving you. She's stopping you in your tracks and not letting you move because you want to move forward with more of a team and more vulnerability and from a place of inspiration, not expectation. I love that. That's true. So higher degrees of vulnerability, higher degrees of receptivity. And once you feel 
like you're more supported and you're bringing more in, in terms of connection and love and support, you'll feel far more inspired to put stuff out there and to take mm-hmm. steps. It's really hard. Well, can I ask you yeah, go ahead. Okay. So, you know, as you're talking about being vulnerable and receptive, like I get that and I'm, I, I know that that's one of my biggest uh, blockages. How do you work through the fear of that? How do you work through, um, how do you create the conversation within, like, how would I create the conversation within myself so that I feel okay that yep. I can yep. well, let for, those walls down? Well, first it is amping up the voice of your own maternal mother, right? Okay. That, that reassuring, loving, compassionate parent, because when we have that voice inside of us, that's like ki- when kids are really well loved and well cared for, they're more courageous and they're more confident. And they take more risks and they're also yeah. more vulnerable because they aren't shamed for it, right? When there's a safe place mm-hmm. for a child to be with his or her feelings, they're easy, they're more easily expressed, they don't act yeah. out in other ways because there's a safe space for it. So one, it's creating that safe container inside yourself. And then two, it's actually doing it. It's practice. You know, it's like when I was um, going through a phase where I really wanted to make friends, like I just didn't have friends because that was a core wound yeah. of mind. I would literally, mm-hmm. if I met someone I liked, say, hey, do you want to be my friend? I really like you. Can we go on a friend date? And I would just be mm-hmm. that direct because I could internalize it and do as many journaling exercises as I wanted. But in order for the neural nets in our brain to change, we have to take action. So you have to allow mm-hmm. yourself to be messy, to allow yourself to not have it perfect, to allow yourself to, you may judge it as appearing weak, um, and, and just start asking and start being vulnerable and start sharing honestly. Mm. Okay. Like today's a great example. You put it out there <laughs> that you'd like help with a block. Right. Mm-hmm. And there's no shame yeah. in this. We all need this. We're not, we live in an interdependent world, Katie, where none of us are supposed to do it on our own. And I know you know that, but you have some old programming that thinks you really are supposed to do it all on your own. And I'm here to tell you that right. you're not. Yeah. I know. And I think a lot of my self-worth and my self-love, like you said, has been built upon that. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Um, right. Yeah. So is there anything else? So hearing everything we've talked about, putting on your life coach hat again and looking at everything we've discovered, is there any other encouragement or acknowledgement or advice that you'd give yourself? You know, I would encourage myself by tapping into number one, my intuition and what I have felt along the way, like what you were saying is that just to trust the journey and that it's unfolding the way it should be. Um, because I may be ready to leap out of the, out of the gates and get it all, you know, handled and done, but what I'm stepping you know, into in terms of what I'm here to give, I get to live in my life as well. And you get to continue to live that in my life. Mm-hmm. So to just tap into my spirituality, my understanding, um, that everything is supporting me in my life right now. 
you know, having this call with you and then everything that's happened today with calling in people to support me is just been just shown me how I am being supported yes. in my purpose. It may not just, it may just not happen in the time that I'm wanting it to. Right. Um, and I just get to be okay with that yeah. and just take yeah. it step by step. And so much of being a transformational life coach requires us being in our feminine energy right? Whether mm-hmm. we're men or women. And in order for, cause that's our creative energy and that's our nurturing energy. And that's where the muse and the inspiration comes from. And it's way easier to put a blog out there or make a phone call or do a video from an inspired place versus a driven place. You know, it's way different mm-hmm. from a, Ooh, I want to, and this feels good that I have to, and I should. It's a different come from. Mm-hmm. And in order for yeah. that feminine creative energy to feel safe to express, it's got to feel supported. It's got to feel like it has roots and a container and people that can hold for that. And again, you didn't have that, you know, right. You had the coach yelling at you to get out there to play, but no one being like, Hey, I'm with you on your team. And no one going, yay, yay, Katie, you can do it. You just kind of had go Mm -hmm. do it. And you need, you need the rest. Right. (laughs) Yeah. 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 So does this give you some guidance? Yeah, it really does. And I, I love the visual uh, that you've provided me about just and why I've been so scared. Mm-hmm. Um, that it does feel like I'm alone. Yeah. And that anyone would feel scared going out there alone. Yeah. So to just real, just really be gentle with myself. Yeah. And, yeah. You know, and surround myself with people. And consider coming, you know, this, uh, one of the big reasons I'm doing the coaching workshop on June 30th and July 1st is exactly this reason, not only to share everything mm-hmm. I've learned from building this business, but for like a tribe to be created of, of mm-hmm. people that are building this because we're not in competition with each other. So consider that as well as a place to come and learn and connect with people and just keep surrounding yourself, keep asking for help, keep even just practice. You know, when someone gives you a compliment, just saying, thank you and nothing else back, just receive it. Right, or when someone right. gives you acknowledgement, <laughs> just receive it. So really practice that receptivity muscle as well. I will. And in any moment where you feel inspired to share something, to write something, to put a video out there, just do it. And if the perfectionist <laughs> comes up, say, thank you so much, perfectionist. I understand you're trying to protect me, but I'm safe. I am safe. <laughs> And this will serve. And so mm-hmm. you can help me not make a typo, but you're not going to stop me. And if I do mm-hmm. make a typo, that's okay. Because it's the essence of what I'm saying that matters the most. Right. So any moment yeah, you feel inspired, act that. on it. Oh, I know you have. Otherwise, right. you wouldn't have gone down this path. <laughs> I know. And I just, and then I, and I think what it is is that I, then I judge it, you know, then I judge the resistance and then it just gets me into my head and takes me out of that zone of inspiration. Um, So here's one more thing that may help you because as coaches, we sabotage our career when we're out of integrity. And I bet you would never, ever judge a client as harshly as you judge yourself when they (laughs) take a step back, right? So I have seen this over and over again in my own life. Am I perfect? No. Am I always in self-love? No. Am I always just amazing with myself? No. However, when I'm not, 
I ask for help. I course correct. I forgive myself because when I am not being a good coach to myself, I'm out of integrity. Mm. So you have got to give yourself the love, the patience, the understanding, the encouragement, and the acknowledgement that you would give your clients. The sooner you do that, the sooner you step into that mothering, loving, encouraging, cheerleader, teammate energy with yourself and build that around you, the more clients will show up. But right now, how you're being with yourself is out of integrity with how you want to be with clients. Right. So don't judge That's yourself for that. <laughs> don't judge yourself right. for that. Just be like, okay. Cause when I asked you what you say to your client, you got, you came up with great answers. So no mm -hmm. shooting and I should know better. Just like, okay. You know, and I've said this on the show before. Sometimes I set up two chairs and put Christine, the coach and Christine, the person mm -hmm. <laughs> in the two different chairs. Mm -hmm. And I move back and forth and I coach myself through something. Mm, love that. Yeah. I'm going to try that. Great. <laughs> right. So new way of mothering, build your team and your cheerleader, vulnerability, receiving, and be your own best client and the own, your own best coach to you. I like that. That helps a lot. Good. Thank you. You have important work to do in the world, but it starts with you. That's right. I agree. So first I want to acknowledge Katie. Thank you. Your vulnerability helped people. You were working as a transformational life coach in this call because your sharing helped other people have aha moments. So Katie, I really want you to acknowledge yourself for how you're already doing the work as a coach and be super proud of yourself. So let's dive right into breaking down this call. Katie began by saying she's paralyzed by fear, holds her back. She's frustrated. And I asked her, if she had a client that had this block, how would she approach this? And to be honest, I hate it when my coaches do that to me <laughs> when they're like, well, if you had a client in this situation, what would you say? I'm like, no, just tell me what to do. But that's such a valuable question to ask a client or really ask anyone. You know, even if your child is coming to you with a problem or a situation, say, hey, if this was your friend going through this, what would you advise them? What advice would you have? Because when we take ourselves out like that, sometimes we really, really give ourselves good advice. And as she was talking about the advice she'd give a client if they were in this situation, she thought it was focusing on the vision, right? Focusing on the why, but that really wasn't working. Oftentimes when we just focus on the vision without removing the obstacles that are in our way, like I said in the intro, it doesn't move us forward until we really get to the root of what the fear is that's holding us back. It doesn't really matter how big the vision is. You can't bypass that fear until you really go in and look at the root and heal it. It doesn't mean you can't be successful, but you're successful without the peace from healing the origin of the fear. The vision will just keep needing to be bigger and bigger and bigger to pull you forward until you eventually think you need to save the world, which is massive and totally ridiculous. None of us can save the world on our own. Another massive obstacle was her judging the obstacles. And coaches or people on the personal growth path with a lot of awareness, we all judge ourselves harsher because we have so much awareness. We're like, I should know better. I, sh I do know better. So I should be doing better. Ah, stop it. Can you be really tender with yourself instead? And if you didn't listen to my coach's corner last week on self-love, go back and listen to it. 
Katie also learned to be the achiever. Her parents were very fear-based, so she inherited that. She needs to detach achievement from love. When self-love has high stakes, it's really hard to get momentum because we're protecting ourselves from ourselves. We're so afraid of our future self being so hard on ourselves that we sabotage ourselves because we're afraid that if we move forward and we fail in any way, we're going to be ruthless with ourselves. So we've got to accept where we are now and change that internal dialogue so that we don't need to protect ourselves from ourselves. That way the perfectionist can calm down a little bit because it can be like, okay, I don't have to keep her paralyzed anymore or keep him stopped anymore because I know I'm going to be kind to myself no matter what. One of the most powerful moments in this call, which I hope Katie re-listens to and really takes in is when I asked her to speak to her mother and ask her what she wished she would have done differently. And she said, I really wish she would have seen me for who I am. Trust I have what it takes. Trust my decisions. Accept me. See all the great things about me. Encourage me to see my vision and dreams and hear them and know they are worthy, even if not practical. To trust I have gifts and be my biggest cheerleader. This is key. And this is what Katie needs from herself. In terms of writing out the way she'd like to be mothered, that's it. Everything she said. So now let's talk about the support and building a soul tribe. Or in this call, it was really about a soul team. You know, she had a harsh coach pushing her around in the field, which was her mom, and now her own inner critic. But she was alone out there. You know, she admitted she's a lone wolf and not great at getting support. So she had these two sides, one committed to a vision and then the other one who's scared to death out on the field alone. And that's the importance of a soul tribe. And I really want to break down the elements of your soul tribe. So take notes here if you need to. First, you need your own coach or coaches or healers or whatever, the people that you pay, right? The people that you're going to for that guidance and that support who really are coaching you in a healthy way, not pushing you. And then you need your mentors. And these may not necessarily be people you know, but it's it's best if they are, you know, people in your tribe that you're not paying, that you have a relationship where it's aspirational. You really go to them for advice and encouragement and you look at their life and their values and the way you're, they're living. You're like, oh yeah, that's me. And then you need your peers. So if you're a coach, your fellow coaches, your fellow light workers, people that are in the business you're in, your colleagues. And then you need your support team, you know, friends that aren't in the industry that you can go to to celebrate your wins and to cry on their shoulder and to ask for help. And then you need those you serve. You need to give back in some way. Either it's the people that are a little behind you on the path or maybe it's volunteer work. But to me, that really makes up elements of your soul tribe. Now, Katie did say she was surrounded by peers, but she was comparing herself to them and not asking for help. So they were motivating, but she also used them to beat herself up. So you don't want to be comparing yourself to people in your soul tribe. You don't want to be comparing yourself to anyone. There's enough to go around. And remember, comparison is a positive projection. Whatever you see in someone else is an unowned quality in yourself. And then we talked about feminine energy, you know, that inspiration, the feminine is the muse. And in order for the feminine to feel safe to come out, it has to feel supported. It has to feel supported, not just by ourselves, but by our tribe. And I also talked about how the best way to serve people is to be our own best client. You know, Katie will really, really, really serve better and more if she is her own best client, because it's our own experiences that attract our tribe think of what attracted you to me. You probably resonate with some of my story and the things I talk about. Yes, I have training and experience, but it's my life experiences and the things that I've walked through that really attract the tribe. 
So now I want to talk to parents for a minute. Parents think that being hard on a child or having expectations will help them. And I know Katie's parents were, especially her mom, were coming from love. It was fear-based love, but still love. And the pressure they put on her, they thought really was helping. But parents listening, really watch the expectations you place on your child as best you can. Let them find the things they love. Teach them to be responsible with their commitments. Teach them integrity, but always remind them that they did their best and give them intrinsic inspiration. Let them find their own inspiration inside and tell them you're proud of them and make sure you encourage them to be proud of themselves. Last thing, fear of vulnerability. I understand that stepping out into vulnerability can be really, really scary. And the perfectionist can really get in the way because part of vulnerability is being messy and not having it all together. So tell your perfectionist to quiet down. Tell your perfectionist it's safe to be vulnerable and you don't have to do it right and you don't have to be perfect. And as you heard with Katie, when she started being vulnerable and taking action in that direction, support started showing up like her call with me. And coaches, that integrity piece, big thing. Be your own best client and come to my training, either in Sydney or San Diego. Invest in yourself. If you want people to pay you for your services, you better be investing in yourself. And I don't just mean on branding and a fancy website, but in your training and in your tribe. A big reason I'm doing these trainings is because I want people to come together. There's so much online and online stuff is great, but there is nothing like coming together with your tribe. So the links are all in the show notes. Chill at Christine Hatzer if you have any questions. Takeaways for you. Don't make your perfectionist wrong. Look at how it served you. Also, look at your come from and your motivation. What is your fuel? Expectations and perfectionism is really cruddy fuel. (laughs) Inspiration and your why is much better. And write out the way you want to mother or father or coach yourself. You need that voice of the loving coach inside. And finally, build your tribe, build your soul family. So, 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 so important. And there is going to be an over and on with a community coming soon because I'm dedicated to really, really helping you build your soul family. So make sure you're following me on Instagram, on Facebook, and you're signed up at christinehassler.com so that you're the first to know about all this cool stuff that's coming. All right, everybody, that's our show for today. As always, thank you so much for listening, sending you so much love and many blessings. Thank you for listening to Over It and On With It. I love hearing from you. So please post your comments or questions at christinehasler.com slash podcast. That's also the place you can sign up to receive coaching from me in an upcoming episode. And if you love this show, please share it and subscribe on iTunes. You can find all my social media handles and sign up to be part of my community at christinehasler.com. Until next week, here's to getting over it and on with it. Much love and many blessings. 